Welcome back to episode 21 of Bruise with the Homies. This is your host, Bruise with D-Bro, and I've got my amazing co-host here, Bruise with JB. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. So, this episode, we're going to just try to kick back. We're gonna, we have two beers here in front of us, and we're just going to kind of uh, just talk while having some beers. We'll see where the conversation leads us. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, you know, just kind of hang out. It's the last episode for the year. You know, we came a long way, and yeah, we, we kind of did a review last week yeah. and kind of wrapped things up, so it's just a chill one. We did do a review yeah. last week. Come on, now. That that was episode 20. Yes, sir. I was bruised with the homies on that one. But, yeah, that was, it was a lot of fun. It yeah. was cool to go down memory lane. Yeah, favorite beers. Had three good beers also. We got to have a mead. So, speaking about meads, we got another mead this week from that same drop as uh, the Flamingo Boys as yes. last week. So this is Nectorious, yep. right? And a collab with Beer Zombies. And this one is called High Roller. And the can art's pretty cool. It's got the three sevens of the slot machines with the BZ logo in the back. Yeah, I love that. artwork. Nice. Definitely gives that Vegas feel. So Even if we don't like the mead, we're still keeping the bottle. That's oh, one yeah. of great one to keep. Yeah, it kind of is a shout out to the high roller down on the strip, you know? Yeah. So, this beer, Joe, it's a mead, like yeah. we said before. What this mead is blueberries and lemon. Yeah, I think that's why I remember them saying that those are going to be the two profiles they're going to highlight. It's not supposed to be as sweet as like a fruited mead, and they're trying to kick it back to more like traditional style, more elegant, like professional approach is what they put in the untapped description, so... So what's the first? That. What's the first impression you get after we poured this beer out? What did you, What did you? What's the first impression? It's a lot darker than I remember seeing the picture. I think it's, um, but the smell, the aromas, remind me of like a really nice red wine. It smells like a, a delicious red wine. Those are yeah. pretty good descriptions on there. Yeah, it was like I was telling you, you can't tell if it's black or if it's really dark purple. Yeah, like, like in the light, you could kind of get a purple hue, but like if you're not getting like a direct light on it, it's very hard to tell. Yeah, it's almost like a tie dye color. It's pretty cool actually. Yeah, when you get the like flashlight right up to it, it's like a dark plum color. Yeah. But then when there's no light, any kind of shadow will just make it look black. And kind of make it look black and not as tasty. It's going to turn a lot of people off because it's going to think it's like a coffee or a stout. And there's not a lot of coffee style drinkers out there, you know? Yeah, I definitely think with mead, they really need to have a little bit more education or people need to be like, hey, try this. I think that's something in the beer education world and trying to get up there. It's like wine, you know, you could just... And beer in itself, it's the endless possibilities, right? You could go into deep dive and learn a bunch. But for me, I think Heron brought this up last episode, the cost of entry is a little bit more, so it kind of turns some people off. And I'm glad we got these and could support BZ, and so I'm excited to try it, see how it is. Um, I know we talked about into the new year, we'll definitely be trying more styles, kind of get more just experience with you know, trying to make our repertoire bigger so we can know the different flavors, different styles, so we can help educate people and learn along the way. So, yeah. without further so, ado, let's try this. Let's try it. Like Forrest said, life is like a box of chocolates. Cheers.
So, you remember how last week I was yeah. telling you about the mead that was in the top three? Yeah. It reminds me of this. Yes. Very. And I'm at the point to where I think I need another sip, yeah. but I am thinking this might be the one that takes that mead as the top spot. Yeah, because that Pure Project mead was... That's what I kind of expected of mead, but it just threw me kind of for a loop because I never really enjoyed mead. That was like my first entry into it. And this one is exactly what I would expect from a mead, right? A little bit more wine style, not as fruited, not as thick, but still has a good body to it. The flavor, definitely get what they were going with, like elegant, very relaxed. Nothing's coming at you and like overwhelming you. I enjoy that a lot. I think... The, they said they use Madagascar vanilla to enhance the flavor a little bit. And I think I kind of get that because when I was drinking it, I kind of made like a mind connection. I was like, slight r- reminder of like a stout, which is weird for drinking a meat, right? But I think I got that only because the vanilla kind of triggered that. So that's where I was able to pull that vanilla out. See, I was thinking about blueberries and lemon, and I was really thinking that this was going to be very acidic. I was thinking it was going to yeah. be very, like... So I thought it was going to be a very strong, sweet yeah. taste. And I don't get that. No, because it's like a sweet, but, like, slight tart at the end. Yeah. It, it gives you, like, that wine punch without any acidity or, like, just so relaxed. Yeah. And, I, and I enjoy that. I think this... It's going to bring me to the point of... I hope at some point or in the future, Beer Zombies has meat on tap. So they could be, like, recommending it for people to try in five-ounce pours and be like, hey, try this. We recommend this to try so more people could get accustomed yeah, to it gotta, and try it. So that way they could... But here's here's the issue like with it. that, and I can kind of see why they haven't yet, is because you got to think about it. Meads are tend to be a little bit more on the expensive yeah. side. And on top of it, meads is almost like an acquired taste. Oh, definitely. Like, and, I understand, but it's yeah. like a little wish, you know, like... I think that'd be awesome. This is like something that they should bring to when they go to like a beer festival. To get yeah, uh-huh. people exposed. Like as their special bottle because then people will be like, oh, fucking mead? Yeah. What's this? And then you get the people that kind are carefully walking by going, oh, I like the stuff at that booth. Let me try this. Yeah. That's what I think. Would, yeah, like a beer fest or even yeah. bottle shares. Like this would be great if you happen to walk in and there's a bottle share going on. If oh, you could catch yeah. it for a bottle share. Oh. I think these meads that we've tasted so far... That'd be great. So I had that the mango habanero. That mango habanero. It's too was spicy for you, man. Too yeah. spicy. Too spicy. It kind of hurt. Yeah. I was like, oh man, like really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, because sometimes, like even in beer, I've heard like you could go a little overboard with spice and heat like that. But the three that I've had, the flamingo boys, this one, and then the nectar one mm-hmm. with um, honey badger. Yeah. That one was delicious. Yeah, those are those are probably my three favorite like meads. I mean, it's good to have meads because I haven't had a mead in a long time. I think the last mead I had was that Pure Project mead. Yeah, before we had these, it, I, yeah, I don't even remember the last time I had a mead. No, did we have a mead with the with the horse stuff? The horse? Not yet. No, because I'm getting the horse mead soon. Oh, okay. The okay. raspberry one. So that'll be a cool one to try. Yeah, that we'll definitely talk one. about that one yeah. on the podcast because now we've got a little bit of experience, kind of know what these meads taste like. So we have a yeah. good like got comparison. Yeah. And if Pure Project ever brings back that mead or has it, we'll definitely have to pick it up again. Yeah, that mead was phenomenal. 
It was like one of those things that like I kept for special occasions, and it's was perfect. Man, now you're gonna have me look at the end of this to go yeah. see if they have that meat. Yeah, if they do, I might buy a whole case and just be like, hey, whatever. You know, kind of excited. Yeah. So JB, hit me. You've been traveling to a different couple breweries this mm-hmm. past like year. What is one that stood out to you the most? Not just because of the beer quality, yeah. just the actual location. Hmm. Because you've been to Florida, yeah, you've been to uh, California, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. been to one when you went to Puerto Rico or, or Costa Rica, Costa yeah. Rica, sorry, yeah. not Rica. Costa Rica, my yeah, um, yeah. It's for location wise, it's kind of hard to judge like ones in the city or like that because the one on Costa Rica you're on the beach like they had a few that were yeah, just like no, 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 right it's your preference yeah. which one out of your preference stood out to you for all for all around I would have to say oh that's tough because like I, I have mine designated by like oh best beer best environment okay like, what's the best environment one because that's what I was kind of yeah because like it's kind of like, I don't know. I really have a thing for Apit. I think that I love just the outdoor seating. Their food is delicious. They've always had good beer on tap. Um, it was one of those breweries that kind of got us into craft beer along with Pure Project. So that one, the ambiance, the feel, they just added that whole like arcade side and added an extra patio. So they're expanding. Um, I think that location, the vibe, the beer, the food, everything is amazing. And I would probably go with them. Okay. I like that answer. Yeah. I, I get what you mean because, like, you kind of, like, it's, it gives me a beer zombies vibe. Yeah. Beer zombies Just like a large, beer. yeah. And, like, have their own food I, I get and their own environment. I, I like that. Most surprising brewery, I think, because I just visited when I was in Anaheim. I finally got to check out the Modern Times Leisure Town one. And it's wild. Like, because everyone always talks about, like, there's a pool there. Like, there's, there's a huge seating area. They have... Tons of food options, tons of beer. That was, that was just like a surprise. Like, wow, there's like a lot going on here. Even though it was cold and dark, I didn't get to, you know, experience the vibe. But I could only imagine like during the summer when everyone's there, just want to relax, get away, go to the pool, drink, eat. Like That's crazy. We might have to do a summer trip out there. Yeah, that would be like a cool just area. And then hit. now that Monkish is within walking distance, like now you can just hit both, go back and forth. Disneyland too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like ten minutes from there. Let's go back. We gotta sneak this one in there. That's the goal is to go to Disneyland. Definitely, it's been a while. No, it's been a long while. I still haven't ride in Rise of the Resistance. Yes, Spider Man's out. Yeah, it's curious. I want to go, but besides the point, JB, let's let's hit this stout. What stout did you? bring to us today so this one's gonna be from more brewing company got the henna fluffernutter fluffernutter <laughs> yeah you know how we've had it from kings we've had all of it that, yeah isn't it hilarious every time like i see that i'm like that's just it makes me laugh but hey marshmallow peanut butter and a stout usually pretty good combos i hope this tastes like a s'more because if it doesn't taste like a s'more, I'm going to be a little upset. All right, let's go. Cheers. Definitely gives some peanut butter vibes right off the the nose. Even, yeah, kind of that s'mores vibe. Like, it smells like a campfire. Yeah, it does. Like a little roastiness in there, too. 
not a fan of peanut butter usually, but I love that aftertaste. Like, huh. It has a nice, smooth, like, it just reminds me, like you said, kind of like campfire, roasty vibes. Hmm. This is interesting. I've never had a really heavy peanut butter style like this. And I don't know if I like it quite just yet. Yeah. It's, it's kinda, very, like, I know how you said you like the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. The aftertaste is leaving, like, like a staining taste. Yeah, too much, too much yeah. aftertaste. Yeah, and, some beers kind of, like, leave that coated, like, it really lingers. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just because of the mead, and the mead was no. a little bit, um, fruity yeah a little bit smoother not as like yeah so i wonder if my taste palette's jacked up no i just think it's kind of the style like from something like this i think you really get the marshmallow on the front a lot of that peanut butter roastiness on the back i i was looking through untapped and i know a few people were saying and commenting it was pretty roasty for not having any description about like having any coffee roasted vibes to it that's why I don't and, like it. And I think that's why. I think it's a little... It, I think they're trying to go for that campfire s'mores vibe, but it I just feel too like... Too much roastiness. I, I agree with the too much roastiness. I think that's why. I think that's why, because I hate how the coffee leaves like that staining aftertaste. Yeah, and I think this is what it reminds me of. Yeah. Because so, like the stouts that you've liked and that we've had over the last couple months, and especially your top... Um, you get into like the barrel, right? So you yeah. have a lot of barrel aged stuff. Yeah. So you get that lingering, but it's more of like a heat and it kind of subsides. Yeah. Like coffee and roastiness, I agree with you. There's a couple stouts that I've had over the last months that we've had a bunch. And the ones with coffee, I, I'm kind of leaning away from. Normally I like the coffee flavor if it's very subtle and done well. But yeah, I kind of am getting to a point where I'm kind of honing in what I really love but I could appreciate like I could appreciate when the coffee's done very well adds to the complexity but sometimes it just it's hard to control how much it dominates a flavor or how much it lingers and so for me personally I, I'm leaning towards stouts and barrel aged stouts that leave that out I'm curious to see what this one tastes like a little bit more warm yeah, I think it would be I, definitely. I, I think it's good one. something that I'm gonna come back to visit on before I get my final opinion. Because yeah. I I got very mixed reviews right now, and I can't. I, I just need some more time to yeah process it. Process that. You know? going on. It's kind of crazy. Um, do you think this is Big Ben's last year? Oh, Steelers on football. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just with everything going on, I. I don't feel the Steelers have their normal identity. I think they've been kind of losing it, kind of grasping to try to keep it together, and it's just not there. It's not Steelers football. It's not the discipline. The People are afraid to meet them. People are afraid to go against that defense. People are afraid to meet them in the playoffs. I, they kind of lost that. And once you lose that identity, I think it's something Mike Tomlin's struggling with because he got a great team from Bill Cowher. And we've known this, and it's my only argument. I think Mike Tomlin's a great coach. He's done great things. No matter what, he's, in my book, a great coach. But he was gifted a 
very talented team with a very good tradition. He's I, carried I, it well for those I, years. I kind of want to chime in on yeah, this. Yeah, go, go. He drafted really well. You know this, right? No, I know. Yeah, I'm not saying. Like, he's done very well. Injuries kind of really hurt our team and really. Oh, injuries, injuries is what killed you guys. Yeah. There's but nothing more to I think it. the last couple of years after the AB thing and just the kind of domino effect of players. AB, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Like that, that's Juju. Kind of... just like, even though everyone loves Juju and I think he's a great player, just he was young and we kind of let him have too much fun and then reel him in like we normally did with rookies and like really be like, hey, this is our way. Yeah. Mike Thomas was like, oh, you're a good player. He kind of just started like letting people kind of have more of a leash and I think that ended up Hurting the team as a whole. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just... It's hard to say because new age of football, new personality, social media is even just crazier than it was 10 years ago. Everything's just boom, boom, boom. So, yeah, it's like... I think it's the end of an era for the Steelers. I, I think it. if the Steelers really want another shot within the next couple of years, I think you have to go big. And try to get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. You got to make the play. To be honest, I was more suited of you guys getting Deshaun Watson. I don't think Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson would go to Pittsburgh. Uh, See, my thing is Aaron Rodgers said a lot of good things about Mike Tomlin. He knows they prioritize the offensive line. He knows the defense. But Aaron Rodgers was flexing. He has more say, I think, now in the Packers organization. I think... If they go far this year, I think he will leverage that and try one more time. But, I mean, you never know. Like, for the Steelers, they have that shot. They have the history. I think they'll be able to try to land one quarter big quarterback. If they can't, then I say just start over. Tear it down. Tank it. Tank it. And Trust the process. Yeah. You gotta, kind of got to go for it. I, I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. I, I just wish the Broncos would fire our yeah. offensive coordinator and fire Nick Fangio. I just, nah. I, I saw the thing on Twitter, I think you liked it or something, where if the Broncos were smart in their draft classes, their roster would have been fucking just yeah. amazing. Yeah. The talent they could have yeah. had that they passed on, yeah. here it's like, oh, it hurts. Oh, it, it, hurts. it hurts. I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah, hindsight, it's always twenty twenty, but like they... They definitely could have made a few different moves. Listen, I love Patrick Sertan. Yeah. But we could have made a play for a quarterback. We could have made a play for something that would have helped us out. I'm not saying Patrick Sertan has not helped us out. He he definitely has, and I appreciate the draft pick. But I just wished that we big-balled it and said, Hey, A-Rod, this is what we're going to offer for you and get fucking A-Rod. Because, listen... My main man, Nick Fangio, said the offense played like shit, and he blamed Drew Locke because they only had oh, 158 yes, yards. Right. I agree, I agree. And 100%. let me fucking tell you that Pat Shermer does not know how to fucking scheme an offense. Yeah. And let me tell you, at that game, Drew Locke played if his not his best football game as a quarterback. Didn't turn the ball over. He made the throws. It hit fucking Jerry Judy in the hands. It hit fucking Cordell Sutton in the fucking hands. And it hit our fucking tight end in the hands. And they all fucking dropped it. Yeah. How can you expect our defense to be on the field for 28, or it was 28 plus minutes, and our offense is only on the field for fucking 12? Yeah. How the fuck do you 
you expect to win the game? The fucking defense is the reason why we fucking scored a touchdown. Yeah. Bradley Chubb chipped that shit and said, fuck you, Derek Carr, and took that shit to the one-yard line. All we had to do was hand it off to our running back, Devontae Williams, and he fucking scored. And let me tell you, the motherfuckers are starting. We don't even get on the ball. Yeah. We ran the ball 12 times, and fucking Melvin Gordon finished with negative rushing yards. Nah. Come on. Come on, man. How the fuck do you expect to win games if you can't put the ball in the quarterback's hands that has been putting the ball on the fucking money and a running back that has got you this far to still have a fucking playoff chance? If we would have won, we would have been second place in the AFC and we would have had San Diego. Or, no, San Diego. Oh, my God. The Los Angeles Chargers. A team that we fucking beat. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about beat. We beat them. Like, it was convincing. Yeah. We could have went to the fucking playoffs because if Patrick Mahomes wins his next game, what do you think the Chiefs are going to do? Yeah. Hey, Patty, week 7 or 18, come sit her next next to Papa Reed. We'll yeah. just let you fucking rest. And yeah. guess what? We're in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. But no, we deal with fucking stupid no, ass I, Pat Shermer and fucking... Oh, Jesus Christ, I, I feel your pain because all the they game. had to do was win. Oh, we're at the yeah. game. Yeah. And watching this happen... There's nothing you can do. You're just like, oh no. No, it fucking pisses me off, bro. I was so mad. It's all right though. My uncle Joe, he he's a Denver Broncos season ticket holder, and he came out and it was actually his birthday, so I got to spend it with him. And we did drink a shit ton of Coors. So for you guys that say I don't drink nothing but craft beer, fuck you. A good old Coors is a fucking good ass beer. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I remember the. The interview thing that I did with Castos and the Coors, and we had a whole thing about it. On Shout the podcast. out. Shout out to my boy, because he yeah. knows what's up. Yeah. He knows what's up. You can't go wrong with the fucking Coors, especially on a football Sunday. That shit was fucking dope. Yeah. I, so, that stadium was pretty cool, man. Yeah. It was like, I've been there for like events and like I've worked there, yeah. but it was cool to actually be there at, for a football, football game, yeah. what the fuck that stadium was meant for. Exactly. And I do got to say, um, Mark Mark Davis, uh, you cheaped out on the fucking TV, bro. You got to get a bigger t- replay ch- <laughs> like TV in that end zone, dog. Like, we, we sat in the lower bowl yeah. and like, yeah, cool, but motherfucker, you got to put a big-ass TV in there. And yeah. you fucking cowboys that shit. Yeah. Call, call Jerry Jones. Hey, hey, get a... <laughs> Uh, upgrade, you know, in the next year or so. Yeah, man. Fuck, it was tough. Mm-hmm. It was really tough. I was like, dude, I can't weird, this yeah. is a small-ass TV, man. Yeah, you think they would have a bigger, you know, what is it? I think it's called Jumbotron, right? Yeah, yeah like have a bigger that, Jumbotron. Yeah, that way people, especially when you're paying that much money to be down there, like, yeah. can enjoy it more. Stop worrying about the one outside that you fuckers can't fix. Yeah, can't get it working right. <laughs> Um, Fucking fix the one inside. Make that bitch a supersize me. <laughs> I don't know. So our disappointments in football will transition to a bright spot in sports. Uh, Golden Knights. Oh, man. They fucking look like a new team. Yeah. Which is great to see because we talked about this and kind of the points that we hit on in the previous episodes, especially earlier on, the Knights needed to kind of find an identity, get things working, try new players and... They're doing that. People are stepping up. I think they're finding the desire that they had in the first couple of years. Can we, can we talk about the power play for a second? Oh, what the yeah. fuck was that last night? 67%? Dude, we've never had a 67% fucking power play. Yeah, I think it's just 
we're getting to the point, and I'm kind of getting the feeling where it's those first year or two where the drive, like the itch is there. Like they want to be proven. They had all this doubt on them with the injuries. Now they have something to prove. And I feel like the last year they were the favorites. The last couple of years, favorite, favorite, favorite. And they kind of just glided along and they played well. They did well, but in the big moments when they needed it most, they always just played down to teams or they just failed. And I think this year they're rising to the occasion multiple times. They got that first season mentality back. Next man up. And that's good. We need that. My only concern is if Leonard gets hurt long term, we we can't. Like we we need him playing. Because there's no way this team will beat unless you're out shooting, but how can we sustain that? Unless we're able to score six, seven goals no, a game? No. I, I, I have faith in the young goaltending. Yeah. And here's the well, thing. Well, they need I, to put – and this is – I agree with you 100% because this is what I was going to go into next. They need to – and this is – listen, I, I know where yeah. you're going, and I'm going to – let me let me get there. Yeah, right, let, right, me, right, let me get go, there. Go, go, go. Take it over. We'll have these two young goalies. If they can fucking prove themselves, Leonard – and his cap, we can say, oh, fuck it, bye-bye, and guess who's knocking around the corner right now? Our boy Jack Eichel, yeah. and that solves our cap issue, and we can keep a guy like Riley Smith, and we can keep a guy like Marsha Saul and William Carlson, we can keep guys like yeah. that, and don't have to trade nobody, and let me tell you, Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, Pacioretty, Pietrangelo, Hey, damn! Yeah. I still think that we need damn. Leonard as the one, and I want Logan Thompson as the two. I don't think our backup goalie for the two million that I think it's two point something that he's getting paid on the per year average. Yeah, he's doing his job. What's his name? What's his um? Ah, uh, I know his name. Uh, or whatever. Our backup goalie. He. Is played well. He's doing well. But here's my thing. We're spending way too much money on him. I would love to unload him in a trade package to make room for Eichel and have Logan Thompson. I think this little time right now where we're letting Leonard get healthy. It's Lynette Brosit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I butchered the fuck out of yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That's why I always can never remember his name because I'm like, I'm going to butcher it. But I think we trade him. And get rid of like a lower contract just so we can have enough room with the all the injuries fit Eichel back in. But we need to expose Logan Thompson to some more NHL games. I think he has the potential. I would love to see him as our backup. Because I think Leonard, when he's 100% healthy, the way he's adapted his game and proven himself, especially if he could clean his stuff up. I think, and hopefully I'm right on this. He's trying to clean up his game and peak at the right time. Because we've seen it before. We've even had Flurry peak at the wrong time in the season and be dominant and then get to the playoffs and struggle a little bit. Leonard struggle a little bit in the playoffs. We need the peak in the playoffs. So I'm loving that all the guys are stepping up, playing good now. But hopefully all this comes together and we can continue and everyone peak at the right time. Because... I still believe in the fact that we could let Eichel, if he's healthy enough, you have two options. You either, I don't want to lose a player. I think we have great players. I don't, I think we get rid of our backup goaltender because there's teams looking for goalies and 
package some draft picks to take another contract or don't let Eichel come back until the playoffs because yeah. you know he's a talent. You yes. know he's going to do yes, well. But, and but throw him on the third line or second here, line for the first couple games until he gets acclimated. Here's the thing. I like your thinking. Yeah. I, it's I, perfect I, world thinking. I, I know. I, it's, it's your perfect world thinking. I like yeah. your thinking. I think we go the most fucking ballsiest route we ever fucking go. I think we say fuck Leonard. I think we trade Leonard. And I think we ride it out with the young goaltenders and see who comes out of it. I think our team is that good offensively and defensively to keep us in these games. Yeah, I mean, I could see the point. I just think that we... They're not elite goaltenders, so you can't. It, we, just, here's, you can't here's win the thing. it. You can't here's, win it with here's that. The thing. We have a small, a small sample yeah. size here, a yeah. really small one. I think we need to explore it. Take advantage while Leonard is hurt. Yeah. Let's explore it. And yeah. the reason why I say let's explore it is because you never know until you try. Yeah. Well, but they have to have the confidence in Logan Thompson to come in and have some games because they have to see. They have to. I don't think. Leonard's contract is so friendly. I don't think you give that up because you could get ha- rid of half his contract in our backup goaltender and have him and Logan Thompson. And I think Logan Thompson has a thousand percent upside to the Brissette or whatever his yeah, name but, is right but now. The, the the thing is, is I just want to I just want to see something happen because I quite frankly I like our forwards. I like our defense. No, I do. Our goalie as I think is our biggest question mark. Yeah, but. Like I said, you don't know until you try. But then why not just keep Eichel out at that point? Because but here's the issue. Eichel hasn't played hockey in almost two years. Yeah. He's got to be able to get his legs under him. He's got to realize the speed of this game. Yeah. Yes, he was an elite talent, but he hasn't played hockey. Yeah. He hasn't been on the ice because of his neck injury. So... Somebody like me who yeah. wants to see this guy succeed and want to be everything that he was in Buffalo, I want to see him out there. Yeah, but I don't want to rush him back. Because you don't have to. didn't almost play a game for a year and a half, comes back, and then he is on a point streak, just fucking out yeah, there, but, but, boom, 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 but, like you're nothing talking, every half. You're talking about Sidney Crosby. Yeah, but and Jack Eichel, in, in my opinion, it goes Alec Eviction, yeah. Sidney Crosby, and then there's a fight, and Connor Mc, McJesus. Yeah, McJesus. <laughs> and you can kind of throw in uh, Nathan McKinnon in there. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And, you can draw throw a dry cycle out there. Yeah. And, no, he's he's yeah, in this category. He's a little bit lower, but yeah. He's, he's in the category of Jack Eichel, dry cycle, Mark Stone, Stone yeah. Patrick Reddy, Pietrangelo. Yeah. Like he's in the realm of those guys, right? I, Jack Eichel hasn't taken that step in my eyes to be yeah. on that level as that. No, and, I don't think. I personally want him to have the most games out there. So when it comes down to playoffs, he isn't. If he does get thrown on the top yeah. line with Mark Stone and Pat or in uh, um, yeah. it's not awkward and it doesn't no, yeah, mess right. Up. So here, here's my scenario to you. Then, if we have the option, if you can unload a contract like Carrier, Yanmark, and someone else to free up that cap. Wouldn't you let the young guys come in on those lower lines? No. And here's my reasoning. Yeah. If you get rid of anybody on the bottom six, it's Colossar. 
Yeah, but I don't think anyone's gonna take him. But that's I, mean, I would. Would, I think that would be the play. It would be, be Kolasar. Yeah, and then it would probably be Nolan Patrick because Nolan Patrick has been yeah. been hurt and he probably has now some trade value. But he hasn't played much, so yeah. I can't. I I'm just throwing his name out there just because he's yeah. been in and out of the rotation. Okay. He's still young enough to where he has some trade value. Yeah. And uh, he's still an asset on the power play. Yeah. So if I was able to get rid of those two and keep what we have now, I am okay. Yeah. You keep Carrier because Carrier is more of the I'm going to run into you yeah. kind of guy. He's a bowling ball. Yeah. That's why I like to call him a bowling yeah, ball. Yeah, because he can't. And you most of the time he, it doesn't finish. And, like, you know, that's the, his greatest concern yeah. on the bottom line. But. It's always beneficial to have someone like that. Yeah, then that's fine. Yeah, we need somebody like that because our team, our front six, isn't really that aggressive yeah. until they get fucking killed almost. Yeah. So like that, that's just my thought process. We all play hockey. We yeah. all have our own imaginary play styles. We yeah. all have our own imaginary lines. So, well, and I and I yeah. get that, but in my imaginary world here, yeah. I would like to keep Carrier and I would like Colossar, Patrick. And Leonard all go so we can meet that caps requirement. Yeah, because I know we do have some expiring contracts and we do yeah. have some guy young guys that I would wish that we kept around. So that's my biggest thing. Yeah, is I would. That, those are the, those are the three moves I would do. That's just me though. No, I agree. Like, I just think the Leonard thing. I think he's proven himself at that contract contract value to keep him and to see because. This playoffs this year will decide if he is a lead or not. I think he has to go into this playoffs. Shit. If, and it's, if it's true about the Blackhawks, yeah. shit, trade fucking Robin Leonard back. Yeah. Get Flurry back. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. If you wanna you wanna go crazy, let's go crazy. Yeah. Fucking let's let's swap goalies again. Yeah. Let's fuck, we can't make up our mind. Yeah, we would <laughs> have to find a third team to eat. Some contract though, and give them. Oh no! You have the Blackhawks keep it all. <laughs> yeah, I know that would be ideal, but <laughs> that would be the best scenario. But no, that it wouldn't work that way. Man, I miss Flurry. Yeah, I I think if they could have found a way to keep the one two punch just for this year. Nah, fuck the one two punch. Because I, then I would have been like, fuck, get rid of someone else to keep it or. Or just they could have kept Flurry and had Logan Thompson. Remember that was what we were talking about before. I think that would have been great because Leonard minus the backup set that's seven point five million. Yeah, it would have been able to. It would be still two point five million or two million better than we are right now. Yeah, and we would have been able to probably finagle some other trade. I I just I don't know. Yeah. I'm just in that boat of fuck Robin Leonard. I I'm. Yeah. Like I appreciate what he does, yeah. But as a as a player and as a goal as like somebody, I would be on that team, and yeah. he was on my team, and we lost some of the games, and he missed some of the saves, and yeah. there's some of the shit that he does. Yeah. I'm like, man, fuck you. Like, yeah, it's just and, and that's just that's just who I am. I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit of an asshole. Yeah, and and that's insensitive. the thing is like you just kind of <laughs> it's that leash, right? It's they're give they're hoping for the fact those. Those things don't happen in the playoffs, right? Like yeah. they still found a way 
to save him and bail him out in a few games, and yeah, but, that's going to happen. But I have a fresh memory of uh, Nathan McKinnon and the Avalanche yeah. putting six unanswered goals yeah. on Leonard, so I just... Yeah, it's, just, I, it's, just, yeah, it's, it's fresh, I know. I know. It, 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 it's really fresh, and so far this year, I haven't seen a great spot in Leonard's game. Yeah. Th- that's just me. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. It, it's tough because like, we were so used to elite goaltending at the highest level. So you're going to always be critical. And, it's, it's yeah, tough and, to be. and it sucks to be yeah. that critical because, man, man. Yeah. We, we got spoiled. Yeah, it's like what I told you. We get spoiled. We get spoiled on good beer. We get spoiled on all this so shit. So we're just so very harsh critics. Yeah, we that. really are. And you know what? I blame this on the Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah, no, right, yeah, I do. Because they, they could have made it work better, and I think they could have... Oh, no, I'm just talking about out. giving us a league goaltending and now giving us something that's subpar. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I think that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm talking about. Because, you know, they could have made it work. You just had to ride out one more year, and Flurry would have taken less money to stay, and it would have been perfect. But, yeah. yeah. So, now this has some time to heat up. Yeah. Or, not heat up, warm up this stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna give it another chance. Yeah. You wanna give it another chance? Yeah. Me? Uh, let's let's yeah. see. Let's Cheers. see what it does. That coffee taste is worse. Yeah, because as it warms up, it you're not gonna get that it's like, not as, sweet, cool. Like, it's not like as upfront yeah. as it was before. Now it's just like a relaxing, and it's now taking over the palate of my like of the mm-hmm. roof of my mouth. So, if you like coffee, I, I say this is for you. But if you're not a coffee lover like me, I would say it's about yeah. 75-20. Yeah. 75% of the time, you'll say it. And 25% of the time, you'll give it a thumbs up. Yeah, like if you, it's definitely going to be like in that roasty category. It's not like a... Like, I don't know. It's not from like a coffee bean, but it's like a roastiness that reminds you of coffee. And... It's hit or miss. I, I enjoy the flavors that they did. I think it's well done, but, you know, a lot of people aren't the biggest peanut butter fans. Some people aren't big coffee fans, so just finding the right audience, but kind of agree with Untapped. It sits right around about a four, so I think that's where it should sit if someone likes it. If yeah, it's a 4.05. Like, if people don't like it, it's probably going to sit a lot closer to, like, three. Yeah, this and one's, then, like, a three, five, three, three for me. Like, it's... It's high. <laughs> it's preferably not mine. Would so I we'll, this again? No. No. Like for me, it's nice to have once, but even I wouldn't want to drink it again. I, I appreciate it for what it is, but it's all right. It's a one time. Yep. But for the mead, what do you think? Overall. Overall, I'd give this a solid 100%. For you, is that good? I, I, the reason why I say it's that good... It's because out of that whole series that dropped, I think that was the best one. And I really haven't had a lot of needs recently. So out of recent memory, yeah, this takes the cake all day. Oh, of course. I, I agree with that. Because for me... But uh, out of all time, I got to have the pure one. Again, like side by side. Yeah. Not yeah. side by side, but like coming up soon. Yeah, so, so I can recent memory yeah. age it. Gotcha. Because the recent memory, this is taking the cake. But all time memory, I want that pure. Oh, so delicious. Yeah, I'm stuck in between. Is it? I I really enjoy it. I think this is 
just a kick-ass fucking mead. I think the subtleness of it, the flavors. I used to drink wine. I really enjoyed it. But a little pricey, kind of fell out of favor, got into craft beer. This kind of brings me back to my wine days, and I love it. I think, but it doesn't have, like, it just, this gives me the best of both worlds. Speaking Great about flavor, wine. I would probably rate this I, I in between a 4.75 and probably a 5. Out of meads that I've had, it's a 5 for sure from what I like and what I'm looking for. Because we talked about it. I love beers that have sweet, subtle, like, in, or complexity. The only, like, I think maybe thing I could ding it on is, oh, I want a little bit more complexity in there. One more thing, like spice it up, but that could ruin it. So that's why I'm like in that battle with myself. Is I love it so much. I think the flavors hit very well. The lemon, I think, keeps it very balanced, that little subtle like bitterness. The blueberries, maybe it could be a little bit more pronounced, but just being picky. If you see it at Beer Zombies and they still have it, definitely recommend you pick it up, give it a shot. Oh, Especially okay. if you like wine. Yeah. I, I think it's a great mix and a great introduction to mead. I'm so, probably going to pick up another bottle for myself. I'm glad I got to, in my Facebook group, FTW, uh, I did a couple of razzes for this. Empty collectible, raffles, razzle. And two people won it so I'm glad I got to send those out to them and they're supposed to get back to me on how they like it so super excited to hear back from them um, but yeah I can can I tell you this it. is a 14% yeah yeah 14% you would never know you would never you would guess never, you would never know and let me tell you for that the, was delicious the more the more is also 14 so these are some pretty high ABV high stuff. BVV stuff and let me tell you Crazy. Speaking about wine, yes. For Christmas, Gabby got two of Dwayne Wade's new wines. Oh, nice! And it's his first release of them. Ooh. One's a rosé and one's a red. So I'm kind of curious to see how this goes. Nice. Are you gonna save them and let them age, or are you gonna drink them? That's what Gabby's thinking. I know it's She's, hard. That's a hard decision. It's man. a hard decision, but at the same time, I kind of am like, well, it's at a decently good price so i might just try it now if there's it's still good buy buy more no buy more try them more keep the ones that have Uh, age them because they've already been in that aging process okay okay see yeah that's that's how i'm thinking yeah people are like well what if you don't like them Ah, if i don't like them so well we'll still age it's still still collectible right it's first release yeah first collectible first release and who knows and it's a special occasion one. It's yeah. not something that we're going to just crack open randomly. It's yeah. going to be like something special to us. Of course. So I'm excited to try it. I'm just waiting yeah. for the day where she goes, hey, you want to try it? Hopefully. Yeah. You'll be like, hey. Hopefully New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this week's episode up. This is our last episode for the year. We might have some Instagram lives or stories in between now until New Year's. Yeah, we'll definitely post what beers we're having, maybe yes. some shares going on. But uh, we still have the – we extended the glass giveaway, so be sure to check that out on our page, the Bruce uh, WTH for Instagram. And we'll be getting the Facebook up and a lot of stuff that we talked about in the last episode for beer resolutions going into 2022. So – 
Hope you guys join us on that journey. There's going to be merch, all that fun stuff. So we're looking to expand. We're going to have some cool people on here. We talked about it. Some beers on these people. Might even have um, an assistant brewer from Craft House come on. So just a lot of things lining up. We're going to have some great episodes. Really expand what we're doing. Have new people. Maybe even do a couple share episodes. So we'll figure out how that's going to work. But we appreciate you guys. You know, the... All right, we've been over a thousand listens. We've been in, I think, eleven plus countries. So, just it's been a journey. We're gonna keep going and Have hopefully. You ever, like thought about a room keep going. filled of a thousand people. Yeah, it's like you know people are like, oh, you just got a thousand, and bro, you put it in perspective. Yeah. You go get a thousand people and go fill up a gymnasium, yeah. or go fill up and go fill up like somewhere. Yeah. At a park. Well, people just don't know because like you know the few times I've had the pleasure of guest lecturing at UNLV. And having 25 to 30 people in the room and you're up there like talking and giving a presentation or sharing your experiences, it's a little intimidating, you know, especially the first couple of times. And these are people that are paying money like this is it's a part of their education. You're up there trying to add value and it's kind of it's crazy. Yeah. But a lot of people people don't realize what a thousand people looks like. And and the thing is too, go to the bank and get a thousand dollars on one. Yeah, that's 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 one person. Spread it out. out. See how many people realize how much that. Yeah, it's it's tough. So it's cool because you just appreciate it. It's a journey, and this is a passion project for us, and it's growing into something that will be fun to explore. You know, Heron Brew is going to help us crank out or one of our first brews for the year next year, and we're going to do some home brewing. So just keep up with the journey with us. Join us. Tag us and post. We'll reshare them and send us your feedback. We appreciate it, guys. Yep. Later. Later.